0: Hey everyone, doing something new. Thought I'd do something a little bit like my good friend Will Barron over at Salesman, the Salesman Podcast, um, but I wanted to gear this towards marketing rather than sales. Um, so essentially it's it's all about if you've got any questions for your own business around your website, around marketing, primarily digital marketing, around SEO, anything to do with gearing your website to work as a more effective tool to grow your business um, or looking at ways that digital marketing can help your business grow to to fuel more inbound sales leads more customers and build your brand that's what this is going to be about so if you've got any questions fire them through in the comments we're streaming live now to linkedin to the youtube and also to a little facebook small business group so please do ask me anything you'd like to know when it comes to your website or your marketing and uh, be pleased to dig in and hopefully add some value. Or if not, I may look a fool. <laughs> Hope everyone's had a had a great week so far and a good start to quarter two, as we just finished quarter one. At WebChoice, we've been, been working on quite a few different things been ramping up our marketing, um, been looking at what channels have been working well, what channels haven't been working quite as well, ditching those, of course, and actually looking to ramp up some of our own processes in terms of SEO, in terms of paid ads. But I won't bore you too much on that right now. Hello to Team HK. Thanks for tuning in. If you've got any questions, do drop them in the comments and I'll be happy to give you hopefully some, some, some value, some, some advice. Right. We've got someone here straight away. doesn't say their name, but what is the best DIY SEO tool? So there there's tons and tons of SEO tools. Um, depends really on, on what you're looking to do, but depending on where you are at with your SEO process, One of the most important things, in my opinion anyway, is getting the foundation right for an SEO campaign. So what I mean by that is making sure you're actually tapping into products, services that you want to be found for, that you want to generate either leads or sales for, depending on whether you're a service-based business or you're just selling products. So one of the most crucial things is to get the keyword research stage right so to actually think about what are people going to be typing into Google that where my web where I actually want my website to appear for so getting that keyword planning stage and there's a few tools you can use whether that's Google keyword planner there's another great tool that we use a lot of called Semrush SEMrush they've got free versions and they've also got a premium version and These tools allow you to enter. So let's say, for example, I don't know, you are a CRM provider. For some reason, I use this all the time. Um, You might want to look at search terms like best CRM provider. Um, And yeah, as Alex just said, Ahrefs. You might want to look at things like CRM provider for X solution or whatever it may be. You can type it into these tools and they'll give you data around how much traffic the searches get, how competitive they are, all these different statistics that you can then understand. Um, but there's other things you can do. So one one really great way to decide how to carry out an SEO campaign for from one angle is to use questions that you actually get from your customers. So if you're a business owner, then you're going to be speaking to prospects all the time and they might ask you like, the best way to do. Best way, so if let's say again, you're, you're a SEO provider. Let's say you're helping businesses reduce their... Time to put all the details from conversations into your CRM. So it might be quickest way to update a CRM. Um, what's the easiest way to link my CRM to Salesforce? Um, how do I update my CRM in, in just a couple of minutes? Or how do I link it to, G- to Google Gmail? and um, These kind of things. So you're quite often your sales team are hearing, or yourself if you're the business owner, are hearing questions um, all the time from your customers. So you can actually weave these in to some of the searches that you look to rank for. Um, and then when we move on to the content, which we can go to in a sec in terms of positioning that. So yeah, getting back to the question, a big part is making sure you're, you're looking at search terms for products or services you want people to type into Google that you're found for, whether that's Google Keyword Planner, SEMrush or H- Ahrefs or similar tools. Once you've identified those search terms, you want to do a mix of kind of ones that have high traffic that might be what's called short tail keywords so that in our case, web choice, some of our short tail keywords are things like web development, web design, or a long tail keyword, which tends to have higher intent, might be something like best, best web design company in London. And the chances are when people put these longer tail keywords, they really want the service, they might have less searches, but the chances are people really need it because they've taken the time to type in something detailed. Um, So hopefully that answers your question a bit more in terms of some DIY SEO tools, but happy to jump into more details of the SEO process that comes after kind of keyword research in terms of actual content implementation on website work, off of your website work, gaining backlinks and all that, all that good stuff we can cover if anyone's got questions around that as well, or any other questions in terms of your website or digital marketing strategies. All ah, right. So I've just got your response there. So your service based targeting insurance agents. What is it? What is it you offer exactly? I can't see your name. It just says LinkedIn user. But yeah, if you want to tell me a bit more about kind of the business and what you're looking to do, happy to try and give some ideas for sure. Just take a little drinky. But yeah, moving moving on. Um, until we get some more questions flowing, hope everyone's again had a, a great start to quarter two. Um, be interested to know kind of what you're changing if you're a business owner, or if you're a marketer, or if you're a sales rep. Even what you've been doing in your business to to shift through, to to change things, or if you've, if you've kept everything the same. If you if you smash quarter one, and you're just looking to do much of the same for for quarter two, our great hater. Good stuff. No worries, Hader. Let me know if there's anything else you want to know. I only know, I know we only touched on the kind of keyword research, so we can get into the finer details of SEO as well. If you'd like, just let me know. But yeah, hope everyone's had a good start to Q2 and building up their their sales pipeline. As we had a um, in the UK, we just had a bank holiday, so it was a short week this week. So just getting back into the swing of things, going through kind of recent leads looking at our processes here at web Choice and like I say tuning fine tuning our, our marketing yeah so Hayda I've just got your other message so yeah providing leads to insurance agents so yeah and as you probably know insurance depending on what niche you're in is a very very competitive very competitive space so whilst people are searching for things like insurance providers all the time Quite often, you'll find in the Google search that insurance-based terms are taken up by the absolute giants, so the massive corporations that are have hundreds of tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, perhaps more to spend on Google SEO ads each month. So, if you're a smaller or newer business, you may want to look at rather than just general search terms like life insurance or car insurance or whatever vertical you're in. Like I was saying before, you might want to look into more of a niche search terms so like best insurance provider or um i don't know broken down car insurance or or a specific search term that's perhaps has less volume but has more intent if that makes sense because that means you can create content that's very much geared towards that offering and because there's less competition it's something you could perhaps rank faster for if that makes sense Emily, favorite digital design softwares. Um, so I'm not a designer myself, but we've got a, a team of designers at WebChoice. Um, I mean, I can give you some examples of some free ones. So, for example, on my podcast, Business Growth Show, I used to mess around on Canva all the time. Um, and it's, it's decent. It's a free piece of software. So it's it's something that you can use to kind of put together. All kinds of stuff, really, whether that's presentations, whether that's flyers, whether that's kind of LinkedIn backgrounds, that kind of stuff. Um, But then we upgraded to uh, we hired a designer for the podcast and he now does everything on Photoshop or Adobe Illustrator. Um, So it depends where you're at, really. I think Canva is good as a basic tool. But if you want something that's a higher level, more professional, um, then you probably want to look at those kind of softwares, whether it's kind of Photoshop, Illustrator. Um, There's a bunch of others too. But yeah, if you want to tell me more about what you're looking to design, um, if it's websites, then again, a lot of our stuff depends on if we're doing custom jobs. Some of the guys might do the wireframing first. Then they might move on to, once the wireframes are signed off, move into tools like Photoshop or Adobe XD to do the website visuals. Um, and then we use tools like InVision app, which lets us send our designs to customers. So if we're doing like website homepage designs, we can send them on InVision. Um, and the good thing about that is they can fire up the link on their browser and they can actually comment directly on the design and that feedback goes straight back to our team. So there's a bunch of cool tools depending on what you're looking to design, Emily, um, whether that's kind of websites whether that's digital marketing assets or advertisements, um, there's a bunch of different things that you can look at. But yeah, I mean, we can just talk, talk about SEO a bit more whilst we wait for some more questions to come in. So, I mean, the, the th- key things to consider about SEO is that it's, it's a long-term strategy. So, for example, I mean... It typically takes kind of several months, depending on how competitive your industry is, how competitive the search terms you're looking at are, um, and how flooded the market is. It depends on kind of what you want to target, how quickly you want to get results. So sometimes whilst an SEO campaign is going on, you might want to look at kind of more shorter term strategies. So whether that is Google AdWords, Facebook ads, or, or other kinds of paid media, paid listings, there's... Different types of paid listings, depending on what vertical you're in, Um, sponsored listings on different types of websites to get faster term traffic. But of course, you're going to be paying for every time someone clicks that, Um, whereas SEO is something you can either do yourself or employ an agency to do. And obviously, that's organic traffic rather than paying each click. But the price you pay is it takes a bit longer to see the results. It's not instant. Are you tired of hunting for clients? have a look here so hoping we're still live on the linkedin and youtube and the facebook group as well yep and alex has just given us a guru.com link that you can use not heard of that one alex but we'll check that out find out a bit more about what that offers for sure so yeah this is the first this is the first time i've done this really so um like I said at the start, really, it's, it's kind of a and a Q&A. If you've got any questions for myself, whether that's to do with your own website, perhaps you're frustrated that it's not generating em- enough leads. Perhaps you're spending a ton of money on marketing, but you're not really seeing enough sales opportunities for it. Or perhaps you're just frustrated because all your competitors are showing up on the first page of Google um, for the services or the products you offer. And you just want some insights into how you can get above them and get more um, leads sales opportunities um, your way or to your sales team's way so they can stop nagging you and and saying that the leads are of a terrible quality or there's there's not enough coming from them because we all know sales teams like to complain. I say that because I'm a marketer that sells. So um, I'm often moaning to our team that we need to look at ways to keep, keep leads flowing. So any, any questions you've got around that more than happy to try and give you some ideas that hopefully be of use. But um yeah first time doing this kind of thing so if it takes off we'll try and keep it roughly around 30 minutes as it's friday afternoon at the time of recording this on um the 9th of april and yeah if it it goes well if if everyone likes it on on youtube on on the linkedin live then we'll we'll try and make this a regular thing and um yeah try and hopefully give some useful advice in terms of marketing, in terms of getting more bang for your buck out of your marketing spend, out of your websites, um, to, to bring more sales ops your way. Can also cover, as I run a podcast twice a week called Business Growth Show. Also happy to answer any questions you might have around building a podcast um, as we use that to interview ideal customers, to generate long-term sales leads and also to nurture relationships plus it gives us a ton of content so if you want to check that out that's business growth show the website is businessgrowth.marketing um there's about 126 episodes i think with um all kinds of business leaders to give you tips on marketing sales processes entrepreneurship all that good stuff um so that's those resources all there Yeah, keep the questions coming. Emily, yes, love Canva for design projects. Thinking of upgrading to Photoshop, as you mentioned, starting and designing websites. Awesome. So, yeah, like I said, Canva is a good starter tool. Um, But if you want to upgrade, then, yeah, I think Photoshop and Adobe Illustrator and Adobe XD, those kind of design tools for websites especially take a bit of a steeper learning curve. So I'd I'd imagine you probably want to look at some kind of courses online or just get stuck in and start playing around with them to, to pick up how they work. Nishay lit. Cheers, mate. Appreciate you tuning in. Glad you're, you're enjoying it and fire some questions, dude. I know you've been engaging on some of my LinkedIn posts lately. So let me know if you've got any, any questions or any comments when it comes to the websites, when it comes to marketing side of things or oh, any questions on the, on the podcast front as well. Happy to, to answer those. <laughs> Ashley, not sure if this is your bag. However, you're always popping up on the feed. Have you seen LinkedIn events feature develop? What do you think of it? Have you used it from my experiments? Yeah, it's a good question, Ashley. And in short, I don't don't really like the LinkedIn events. I haven't used it that much, though. In fact, I used it a very long time. I think the last time, because we do usually about two LinkedIn lives a week for the podcast, Business Growth Show, We don't usually have the time to promote an event. I did try it once or twice. So when we had Mike Winnett back on the show, I think that was last year, we did a LinkedIn event. But what I found is because we were doing it through LinkedIn Live, you couldn't actually put a link. It just said on the event it's going to be on LinkedIn Live. Um, And you had to manually add all the participants that you wanted to go into it. So it took quite a lot of time to kind of find all the contacts you wanted to invite in the event. There was no real, the only, all, all they got as far as I know was a notification and then they could choose to maybe put it in their calendar, like their Google or the Outlook calendar in terms of the events. Um, so I'm not really sure how effective the LinkedIn events feature is unless they've changed it since I last used it, which they might have done. Um, but I would think if you want to, but yeah, feel free to tell me more about the event you're doing, Ashley, and I can try and come up with some ideas um if you've got an email list then that's probably going to be way better or actually just doing a a normal post on linkedin which is perhaps not just saying look we've got this event but perhaps gearing it into more of a the classic linkedin post where you put some kind of hook to entice people maybe you ask a question or something like that then in the body of the post you talk about solving a a problem or what the event's about and then put a link to it in the comments crafting a decent linkedin post that hooks people is probably going to be more effective and then putting the link to it in the comments to get signups is probably more effective than actually doing a linkedin event um as well as using your email list and promoting the event on other channels yeah i agree i agree i think linkedin are missing a trick when it comes to events but yeah speaking of linkedin i've seen um has anyone seen on the news they're Going to change the banners. I mean, I don't want to talk about LinkedIn too much, as we want to keep this to websites for marketing. But I have seen they are changing the headline banners. So on your LinkedIn profile, instead of just having a static image, they're going to have a video. So I think you can sh- do like a one minute or so. Could be wrong. Could be a bit longer, like a one minute promotional clip, which is going to be really cool. And I imagine that's going to help a lot of people that are putting a lot of time into LinkedIn. So you can do perhaps a one minute explainer, just giving a snapshot of who you are who you help, problem you solve, a call to action for people to get in touch with you. So that'll be interesting to see how much that helps in terms of LinkedIn, in terms of generating inbound leads off this um, platform, as we do a lot of work on LinkedIn to to generate leads. And I'm sure a lot of um, you guys, people tuning in do as well. So it'll be interesting to see. Cheers, Ashley, for the question. But yeah, if you're um if you're trying any new marketing strategies, if you're trying anything new on your website right now, be interested, be curious to hear what you're trying and how it's going for you. Or if you're thinking of trying something, if you're not sure if it's gonna work. So perhaps you're thinking, hmm, maybe I wanna do SEO, but not sure if we've got the time. Or you're thinking, maybe you want to do some Google Ads, not sure if it's gonna work. Or maybe you're thinking, should we start an email list? Um or should we perhaps tweak our website to do this or add this feature? More than happy to dive into those questions and see if there's something we can perhaps give you a little bit of value or a little bit of thought on. On that note, whilst we're waiting for some more questions to come in, there's something we I posted about on LinkedIn the other day so i believe there's a few points some site websites are missing a trick so you know when you go onto a website when you perhaps request a demo request a consultation or just want to get in touch for an inquiry form um, so when you put in your details in the form click submit um quite often there's just a one-liner saying thanks for submitting we'll be in touch too soon so a lot of sites are missing a trick on a great thank you page um so after you submit your details being able to really delight Your prospects, your customers, when they fill in the form, they take the time to request more details from you. So having a really cool thank you page that really sums up what's going to happen next. So thanks very much for getting in touch. Um, Perhaps you could have like a cool gif of someone celebrating or cheersing a beer or popping open some champagne um, and then saying, look, this person's going to be in touch. So Sam from our sales team will be in touch with you within the next 24 hours. However, if you need assistance quicker... Here's our number. Feel free to call us. Um, And then finally, a link to some useful resources. So like blog posts or some videos or podcasts or a recorded webinar. So it just really takes someone from thinking, oh, this is a a company that really wants to help me and that's that's keen to do business with me and is also providing me some value. So that's always uh, a nice little lesser known way to really delight people when they get in touch with you on your website. So by having an awesome thank you page. Something we developed on our own site at webtruisuk.com quite recently. So let's have a look here. Anything more coming in? Yeah. But yeah, but going back to Ashley's point, it'd be interesting to see if LinkedIn do more to promote live. So for some reason at the moment, LinkedIn lives, from my experience anyway, don't tend to get a whole bunch of traction or views rather when we record them live. Most of the LinkedIn live videos I've done, have actually got more views afterwards. So after I've recorded them, then I've looked at the stats and the views have shot up, the engagement, the likes and the comments have shot up. Um, could just be that I'm picking terrible times to record. Could just be that everyone finds me boring or it could be the topics are a bad choice, but we'll see. I mean, like I say, this is a pilot episode to see how it goes. We'll see what the feedback's like. Um, Let me know what you thought of the episode. Feel free to drop me an email. It's hello at webtoiceuk.com. I'll go to me. Or you can just pop me a message on LinkedIn if you just connect with Sam Dunning. We can uh, be interested to see what everyone's thoughts are there. Yeah, usually we'd... um, we typically do two podcast recordings a week, but we had a rare week where a couple of the guests pulled out for Business Growth Show, so um, they had, they couldn't come, they couldn't attend for whatever reason. So uh, yeah, I thought I'd do a little live question and answer and um, yeah, see what would come in. We've, we've had some interesting questions so far around design, around SEO, around LinkedIn, yeah, happy to happy to chat all things marketing. Even around the funky background. So if you're watching the video, it's um as we do the podcast, we've we've kind of messed around with the with the background with the visuals. We've got some lights and that kind of stuff in terms of the setup. Cool, cool, cool. But yeah, apart from that, I'd be interested to see if anyone is doing much in terms of their website to, perhaps you're already doing some marketing on your website, or perhaps you're not, or perhaps you're curious to how you can hook more inquiries, maybe how you can hook more leads. Um, and what I mean by that is there is a big statistic that shows only around two to three percent of people that actually go to your website are ready to get in touch with you, so ready to actually speak to a sales rep, a salesperson. Um, So be curious to understand what you're doing to capture that other 98%. So what you've got to remember is when you go onto a website, requesting a demo or making a purchase or requesting a consultation is quite a big leap to take. So you've got to feel quite confident that the company really understands your problem. They can solve it. They build confidence um, enough to make you convinced to take that next action and get in touch. So there's quite a few other ways that you can look at to hook in people that perhaps not ready to take that step in and speak to themselves. So things like offering a lead magnet, which we had a guy called Jason Jilks on the podcast recently. So things like offering a useful resource, so like a 10 top tips to consider before hiring a CRM provider or 10 tips if you're a sales training consultancy, maybe 10 tips to increase your sales conversion rate or 10 tips to close deals faster in 2021. So this useful guide or useful video um, and in exchange for someone's name and their email, so perhaps not ready to speak to sales but they're ready to get a guide. Um, And that basically means you're gonna get more top of funnel leads for your website. So perhaps not people that are ready to speak to sales but people that are ready to hear more from your company. And then you can nurture these um, inquiries over time with useful email content. Um, You can connect with them on social. You can start feeding them useful information until they get to a point where they're ready to do business with you and maybe ready to actually have a sales conversation. So that's something to consider on the website front in terms of lead magnets, in terms of picking up on those opportunities that you may never know about until, um, You put into play things like lead magnets. But yeah, we're we're coming up to 30 minutes recorded. So unless there's any other questions across LinkedIn, across YouTube, across Facebook, um, the the small business group that's going out to, I believe we will wrap it up there. But otherwise, I hope everyone has a great weekend and we will catch you very soon. appreciate you tuning in. Cheers.